We have um, veteran teachers who are in the at-risk group uh, because of their age. We have educators who are in at-risk groups because of underlying health conditions. And the worst case scenario is that many of our, our low-income tenants will, will be evicted from their homes uh, if nothing is done. The already difficult task of making rent for many in San Diego is proving impossible due to the effects of COVID-19. Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at the different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. A new study finds California renters must work at least 57 hours a week to afford a one-bedroom unit. A two-bedroom requires a 72-hour work week. The average rent for a one-bedroom, almost 1500 and nearly 1900 for a two-bedroom. And many are currently or will soon have trouble making those rent payments due to the COVID-19 crisis. In just a moment, we'll talk to an activist who organized a demonstration in front of City Hall today to ask for more rent relief for struggling San Diegans. But first, here are some of the top coronavirus headlines for Monday, June 8th. As we continue down the path of reopening, county leaders are asking residents to stay mindful. Today, Supervisor Nathan Fletcher asked the public to continue safety practices, including social distancing and wearing facial coverings. We want to be mindful uh, that increased activity and, and increased openings uh, does provide the increased opportunity for spread. We've certainly seen examples of Los Angeles County, San Mateo, uh, and others that are seeing an uptick uh, in their cases. And we want to make sure that that's not us here in San Diego. Gyms, bars, hotels, and wineries have all been given the green light to reopen this Friday under strict guidelines put in place by county health officials. CrossFit Unsung in Poway is one of the gyms reopening on Friday. It's been sanitized from top to bottom. Based on county guidelines, it'll limit class sizes to 10 people who need to sign up beforehand. We're saying wash or sanitize the hands before and after your workout. Um, there's going to be stations for the workout, so it's going to be unlike in the past where everybody would get their own equipment out. The gym's owner says they were able to reopen because of the number of paying members it has. County leaders worked throughout the weekend to relaunch several outdoor activities. All-day camps, campgrounds, and RV parks can now reopen. Furniture and play spaces at those locations must be rearranged to maintain space between people. Outdoor recreation such as sport fishing and private charter boats may also resume. Counties asking that these vessels have proper hand washing or sanitizing stations for people on board. Temperature checks, staggered schedules, and increased cleaning. Those are just a few of the guidelines just released from California's superintendent of schools. It's intended to be a roadmap for schools to safely reopen. 10 News reporter Rachel Bianco takes a look at some of the most noticeable changes. The school day will look a lot different when and if California students return to class in the fall. Jean Marie Arce and countless other parents are anxious for details. A lot of planning is going to have to take place in order for this to happen. Monday, California's superintendent released this guidebook for the state's thousand school districts. Right now is a critical time for school districts to um, really begin to analyze their campus, the footprints of their campus. The state suggests students wear face coverings when social distancing cannot be maintained. Desks should be arranged six feet apart. All staff should wear face masks or clear shields. It's just going to be very uncomfortable for the kids in class. The guidelines also include having students report to school on two designated days based on grade level alternate weeks with half in school and the other half learning from home and stagger start and dismissal times. That's 
going to be crazy. I think that's going to be a little bit of a problem, possible some difficulties for the parents. Keisha Borden is the president of the San Diego Education Association. She says rotating schedules will likely create the need for more teachers at a time when some are second guessing coming back. We have um, veteran teachers who are in the at-risk group uh, because of their age. We have educators who are in at-risk groups because of underlying health conditions. Ultimately, it's up to each local district and health department to determine the best way to return to class. Rachel Bianco, 10 News. The guidelines also suggest students eat at their desks and that classes be held outside when weather permits. A doctor with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services says we're running out of the only drug known so far to help fight COVID-19. He says the last shipment of remdesivir will go out June 29th. The company that makes it is ramping up production and hopes to have more this summer. A study shows remdesivir can reduce the number of days coronavirus patients need to spend at the hospital. COVID-19 may have been spreading in central China long before the outbreak was first reported to the world. This according to a new Harvard Medical School study provided to ABC News. It found there were dramatic spikes in car traffic around major hospitals beginning in late summer. There were also more people in China searching on computers for symptoms associated with COVID-19 at the same time. Boomers is permanently closing its doors in Kearney Mesa and El Cajon. The entertainment centers have been shut down since mid-March due to the pandemic. Season passes, play cards, and boomers bucks will still be honored at other locations in Irvine and Northern California. 10 News is working to confirm whether the Vista location is also closing. According to its website, a representative will contact anyone who pre-booked at the affected locations. With unemployment rates still at levels unseen since the Great Depression, many people continue to eat through savings or go deeper into debt just to pay bills, which is making one of San Diego's most pressing issues even harder to manage. That's housing. And joining me today, uh, the Director of Partnerships and Impact of the Educational Enrichment Systems and uh, one of the organizers for Parent Voices San Diego, uh, they had a demonstration today uh, to talk about the issue of housing and rent relief. Blake Hofstede is with me. Blake, appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you, Ben. Uh, well, tell me a little bit about today's event, uh, what the message uh, that was trying to be uh, portrayed, got across today, and, and what, the, what the meeting was all about. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so the Community Budget Alliance hosted a demonstration outside City Hall this morning. Um, we had members of our coalition draw chalk outlines of 140 people. Um, each one of those represented 1,000 low-income tenants in San Diego. Uh, and the intention of this demonstration was to shed light on the impending eviction crisis. Currently, the city of San Diego has an eviction moratorium that protects tenants unable to pay rent. But meanwhile, they're accumulating debt. That rent that they're not paying during this time will eventually become due. Uh, so if we don't act to assist folks who have been unemployed, who are not able to, to pay rent during this time, um, we're, we're going to be seeing an eviction crisis in our city when, when that moratorium expires. And so we wanted to really shed light uh, in advance of the city council budget meeting today um, about just how urgent it is for the city council to invest any and all available resources into a rent relief fund for low-income tenants. Tell me a little bit more about rent relief, how, how maybe it's worked in, in other areas and, and what could possibly be done here in San Diego, considering everywhere is in a budget crisis right now, including the city and county of San Diego. 
Yeah, well, we've seen different rental relief funds set up privately around San Diego. The United Way's uh, Worker Assistance Initiative is sort of the most known, um, and they were overwhelmed. They had way more requests for funding than they had funding to distribute. Um, and so the Federal CARES Act funding has been used by other areas around the country, around California, to provide rental relief for tenants. Um, and so the Community Budget Alliance proposal it pushes for the allocation of $53 million from that CARES Act funding, in addition to $18 million from the city's general fund to go towards rental relief. Um, and each household that qualifies would be eligible for up to $4,000 of rent relief. Um, so it, it's intended to cover more than one month rent, recognizing that folks have been out of work now for a couple months. This certainly um, you know, makes sense from the renters and is there ever any chance to work with landlords as well in trying to make this a more cooperative process? Uh, you know, the, the relief it, itself would go to landlords. Um, so if a, if a tenant is eligible, the payment would go directly to landlords. Um, some landlords have worked with tenants to come up with payment plans and try to assist folks who have been impacted during this time. Uh, but many more have been, demanding payment uh, on the regular schedule and, and not advising people of the expanded rights they have because of the eviction moratorium. Um, but it's important to note that this rental relief fund is, is direct support to landlords. Obviously, um, you know, you, you guys were trying to make the, it known before the, the budget meeting today. If people are in need right now, you mentioned the United Way Fund has been uh, taxed to the limit. Where are there any resources that people who are possibly facing a rent crisis can get help in San Diego? Uh, that's a good question, Ben. The United Way Fund has not been accepting new applications since April 6th. Uh, one of our CBA partners, City Heights Community Development Corporation, has been operating a rental assistance fund that is also currently out of funding and they continue to seek funding to, to meet the need of the community. Um, but unfortunately that, that really underscores the urgency of the city taking action because the current resources that have been set up for tenants have been exhausted and overwhelmed quite quickly. Worst case scenario, you mentioned that right now there is a moratorium on evictions in San Diego. When that does eventually come to an end, what could we see happen if action isn't taken? The city currently gives tenants until the end of September to pay back any rent debt that's been accumulated over the last couple months. Uh, but if action is not taken sooner, uh, the Community Budget Alliance fears that starting in October, we're going to see many um, unlawful detainers filed against tenants for non-payment. Um, so we're just really worried that the courts will be overwhelmed with eviction cases. We don't have a robust legal defense structure for tenants. And the worst case scenario is that many of our, our low-income tenants will, will be evicted from their homes uh, if nothing is done. An important issue. Blake Hofstad, I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us today. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Ben, for giving me the time. We're also seeing more good news as the process of rebounding from the pandemic continues. Big changes this week at our local beaches. Parking lots are beginning to open up, allowing more people access. Mission Bay's lots open today. That comes just as more restrictions are being lifted on activities, so now beachgoers can relax on the sand instead of being forced to move along. We spoke with a family visiting from Arizona who says he saw crowds building up throughout his trip. I've seen it grow every day, like between Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday was huge. Pacific Beach was loaded with people. 
uh, the bars and everything along the beach, and the beach is just packed too. The rest of the beach parking lots, plus boardwalks and piers, will open tomorrow. San Diego still faces a long road to recovery even after the pandemic subsides. ABC 10 News is committed to helping San Diegans rebound from the turmoil created by the coronavirus, getting back on our feet, finding jobs, resources, and creative solutions to rebuild. Together, we'll find a way. For stories and more information on how we bounce back, go to 10news.com rebound. That's all for today. I'm Ben Higgins.